that's where we're going. Let's try that again. Back in your lives, in your ears, and in your face. Welcome to another episode of Papa G's House. I think it's episode 95. It took us a while to get you, but let's give you a little bit of a background. But before that, a little bit of housekeeping notes. Subscribe to Papa G's House. Like the video, comment, and hit us up and tell us what's in your, on your mind. And uh, if you dig the content, tell a friend. Share the video. It does us a lot of good. But uh, welcome. Thank you all for joining another episode of Papa G's House on a different day. I don't know if you could, uh, we didn't really announce it or anything like that. We've been having a lot of conversations um, going back and forth and what we think we should do and all that, all that stuff. And what actually happened is we tried to pre-record an episode yesterday, fail. We tried to ep uh, record an episode now, fail. And then we just decided to and, and thought to ourselves, what else are we going to do other than just bite the bullet and keep the live episodes going? Um, but on the other hand, what we've decided to do is we're going to download that content thereafter, clean whatever needs to be cleaned up. Um, we're still going to have our drink, drink, drink and um, stuff like that. But we are now going to do the live shows and then we're going to clean the stuff up, upload it uh, for you guys. Uh, ease of listening at a later stage but we really do dig the comments um coming through uh so do comment i know this is a pop-up episode so i don't expect there to be anybody right now or anything like that but if you are there and you are listening hit us up in the chat because it's always fun to to you know have that little bit of a back and forth um but other than that it's been an interesting week uh I've been super stressed because I didn't know what to do in terms of the pre-recorded and, you know, pandemic and, oh, you know, I don't want, I'm, I sound like a stuck record in, in that kind of sense. But at the end of the day, I feel it's, it's a little bit different when, when I'm not doing, doing this live, I feel like there's no pressure. And when there's no pressure to do something, then you don't have, you know, almost the energy to keep going. If there is a mistake, we, we just got to, really push through it's like that bmt you know big match temperament so uh here we are again live even though we said we're not going to be doing live shows um one week later we are doing live shows which is kind of a comedy at the same time but i i just feel i just feel like i've got so used to it in the last 15 months because that's how long i've been doing these live shows for and you know i wanted to change the change it up because uh we, we we sacrifice one evening you know maybe it's art's anniversary maybe it's my anniversary maybe it's uh my mom's birthday maybe it's my dad's birthday who, who knows what it is maybe it's christmas <laughs> um so we didn't want to be able to you know kind of like stuck to i can't there were i don't know how many occasions i've had to miss certain things because of a thursday so what we've decided to do is we're going to just do the episodes whenever we're going to, we're going to pull it Rogan style, um, if you will. But I think that's just for the best. So, Hey dude, when you came to do an episode, we'll let you guys know, um, a little bit beforehand on Instagram and Facebook at Papa G's house. Um, and then, uh, we'll take it from there. Look, we're not going to expect a thousand, uh, listeners or even 50, on, on any given stream but what we will do is once the stream is done we'll chop all the best bits up and chuck it up as an uploaded episode that was decided not more than 10 minutes ago 
um, because we got so frustrated trying to do pre-recorded shit and you know what that's just not our style anymore so without further ado the man that used to be in the chat the man is now on the decks our trusty producer art who was 50 percent in making this decision what's up my dude dang has it been an interesting hey. couple of days for us eh? it has been cray cray it has been cray, and cray. you know what and with all of the shit that we had you know what that means what oh, oh shit oh shit drink 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 so we might as well tie that into two i'm gonna drink uh yeah but for the listeners we've done beer of the week but we're gonna repeat it but we're gonna repeat it in a different style so this is a little segment we like to call beer of the week denied so we did this earlier but we did it <laughs> pre-recorded and and i was just like this doesn't feel right even you know d depending on any circumstance it just didn't feel right so this beer of the week is striped horse we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago um i managed to get my hands on some beer and that beer happened to be um some striped horse lager and i thoroughly enjoyed it i, I really really did enjoy it it was better than any of the beers that i've i've had um if anybody knows me well I do not really drink much beer anymore. I'm more of like a cider guy. I drink the Savannahs. I drink the the Hunter's Dry, um, the sweet stuff, which is not not the greatest thing. And lately, I've been onto a bit of the salsa binge, uh, seltzer binge, not salsa, not Mexican salsa, seltzer, um, seltzer. And um, I came across striped horse. So I went into the bottle store today, luckily, well, they're open mm -hmm. um and found that they actually have another beer which is a the yellow there's the red is the lager and the yellow i was like oh there's a stride post which is yellow and i found out it's the pilsner so what's up mike cubic oh we've got the mike cubic scale in the chat that is excellent um good to have you here my man it's it's uh, during beer of the week um during beer of the week yeah amazing see that's the yeah. kind of shit all right that's the kind of shit that gets you kind of going you know when you get that first person in the chat he's he's mm -hmm. ready to rock and roll he knows <laughs> that we're drinking some beer but um striped horse pilsner it is very good i really like it it's nice it's crisp i'm gonna give it a four out of five on the mic cubic skill skill yeah like I, like I said, when in our pre-test vibes, that um, I've tried all of the striped horse except for the Pilsner because I'm not really a Pilsner fan, but I'll give that one a go as well. I really need to get you some of my homebrew. Made a 6.7% IPA two weeks ago. It claps. Ah, we waiting, yes. bro. We waiting. Yeah. It's, I mean, listen, I know we're technically allowed to see people, but it it's not yet. Not yet what's up been a minute what's up josh well it's been a minute like literally 30 minutes because um we we literally just had a a, a round of 18 on pga golf 2k21 um i'm gonna go on a rant about that in a bit but striped horse pilsner gotta give it a solid four out of five on the my QB scale i really really like it so what we what we didn't didn't mention is Obviously, I didn't want to do beer of the week when we're doing the show remotely because Art doesn't get to post his score. But in order yeah. to keep things going and and whatnot, I said, "Hey, the default is Art." Um, so 
I'll do the beer of the week and keep my score as we go. Mm. And the same can apply to you. You can get a beer of the week and I'll have to catch up. So you're going to have to it's do just, a strike It's going to be one crazy episode. Where maybe get to maybe catch episode up. 100. We're going to have to get some in-person in interviews and, and all that kind of stuff for episode 100. We've, we've five episodes away. So that's going to be a big episode. We may have to do some pre-recorded shit ahead of time. And then, and then when we we'll go have live, to we get can... We'll have to get Mike's IPA in for episode 100 because it's in honor of the Mike Cubic scale. Yes, absolutely. And if anybody doesn't know what the Mike Cubic scale is, it was developed in Khalisberg in 1983, and we've been following it ever since. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's fun to know that this show is going 100 episodes. I, I, really, dig, I really dig it. Um, so, you know, that's what I love about it as well. Everybody getting, you know, chatting to each other in the chat. You know, that's the kind of stuff that we miss when when we when we do this stuff pre-recorded so i'm glad we make that made that call but um on to the next man uh how's your week been my week's been pretty crazy dude it's like um another episode in the saga of purchasing the house that uh the seller last week wanted me to rent out the place before moving in <laughs> and now he's pressuring all the lawyers to hush like hurry things along but it's like what can you do i mean it's 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 in the hands of the of the deed of the deeds people and um they were off today and not sure when that's going to happen so looking at uh so i know i've said this before so basically you're still trying to rent out the the your house to yourself yeah he's, yeah he's trying to rent my place to me before i take ownership of it <laughs> nice. but you know what i'm um i just hope eventually you you'll get you'll get over it and uh get through the because like i said earlier i think it may be a, a matter of the guy thinking to relocate and he wants to finish all this business before they move on to the uk or yeah, somewhere in possibly. europe or the us or anything like that yeah it's possible i mean anything's possible it could be he wants to relocate maybe he's bought another place and he was hoping to sell this place to get it out of the way now he's paying for two places i mean it could be either story okay but we'll see what happens sweet yeah but that's just been my week man and uh yeah there's like uh shit news that happened last night that yeah woke up to this morning yes so so before we get to that i mean obviously we want to we want to spend a little bit of time um yeah. on that but uh must say earlier today i mean i've been playing this golf game on playstation for a while and i play with josh ruben josh's brother and then i play with another guy ross and um i've had the game for so long i've played a career and all that kind of shit. but i get I'm, i keep getting worse i keep getting worse dude and I've got to a point where if we play an 18 hole, I do a solid, I do 50-50 in the first nine holes. And then the mm -hmm. second nine holes with the back nine, I start losing it. Then I literally do bogey after bogey. And, and I get so angry that we've actually had to have a talk and say, listen, I'm going to not get angry and i'm gonna try and make the experience pleasant for you because that's what it's supposed to be and uh yeah, yeah i've been I've, I've almost deleted the game i've almost thrown my bloody um 
controller through the TV. It's crazy. Uh, Ramon says buying a house is such a lass. And um, yes, I mean, yeah. it's been a long time since I've been involved in any sort of property exchange. Everybody knows that I've lived in this house forever. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, man, I can imagine it to be such a mission. Um, yeah, but dude, like the sucking at the game thing. I know exactly what that's like. It's like yeah, well, uh, when yeah. I had like a little bit of time to get back to my Formula One racing, I was like, huh? what is steering? What is this? I couldn't do it. <laughs> mm. Also console. I mean, people have a huge um, argument about what they prefer, playing games on a PC or playing games on a console. And then you get the hybrids and you get the people who go, I don't mind either which way or I prefer playing my first person shooters on a PC, but the rest on a console or mm. then there's or everybody else on a PC. But I've always known a PC as a workstation, you know? Yeah, I've I'm I'm more leaning towards the console vibes because it's yeah. easier with a PC. You got to get this. You got to get that. You got to get this. You've got to spend you 50 grand before the thing can even handle the games that are are, are made. Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, it sucks ass. So, like, I'm I'm all up for console games. It's just so much better for me. I mean, there's so many peripherals you can get if you're doing racing games. You get a seat and pedals and stuff and whatever. But, like, get that, get the game, get yeah. a video card, get a sound card, get this. If you're a hardcore gamer, the PC is the way to go. Yeah. But if, if you like, you know, casually enjoy games and stuff, I don't see anything wrong with the console. Nothing. Sure. No, no, 100%. And what do you say? The game I'm playing at the moment is Guns Up in an alliance where we are 13. Number 13 in the world. Very proud of our achievements. That's crazy, dude. 13th in the world. That's that's crazy. Um, and Guns Up, tell me more about it, uh, Ramon. Um, haha, that's classic. I need to challenge Josh at FIFA. Josh doesn't play FIFA. He hates FIFA. Fui, um, fui so, sorry. <laughs> Funny I'm, enough, I go every time I go to Cash Crusaders, I go look for CDs and whatnot, and there's always like a million FIFA games there. Always. Yeah. Well, let's not let's not even mention uh, our ill systems first practice since forever, where I went and slept at Mike's house, and. He absolutely thrashed me at FIFA on Xbox. Um, and my excuse was Xbox, <laughs> not PS. Okay. I'm not used to this control, bro. <laughs> Meanwhile, it was 14,000 beers later. And well, uh, then, the there you jaw. go. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, yeah, no, I get super angry. Uh, I'm trying not to. Because you know what? The one thing is that a lot of people say, hey, dude, you've got a podcast and you've got a platform. Why don't you post your gaming stuff? You seem to game a lot. Dude, I don't consider myself a gamer because you got to be pretty decent at gaming to call yourself a gamer. I suck at everything. I just enjoy mm. learning everything, basically. But I just enjoy racing games. Yeah. Well, I mean, I That's love me. that as well, but I need to let everybody know that it is official that I have, with the help of my co... Uh, my co... Um, what is it vault hunter is mm -hmm. i have officially now finished borderlands one two and three on the co-op campaign with my buddy josh and it was so cool very frustrating at times i only for for a lot of people who don't know is like those games are so involved so if you miss something you can be hindered right throughout the game um like from for, for instance 
all the SDUs on on the left hand side are certain for your guns and all that kind of stuff. But there's one on the right that is for your backpack that you can hold more shit to sell to get more money to buy new shit. Mm. And I never even saw the thing on the right because I just had no peripherals. And the whole game, by the time we got to the last story, he was like, what color is your backpack is to you? And I was like, green. <laughs> it's supposed to be purple, which is like, you know. Uh, so mm -hmm. you learn new things in games and the idiosyncrasies and the little finer details. And, and uh, that's what is something like I don't like playing those huge games because the one game, I think it was Far Cry, I was just spent three hours looking for a, a, a blue leaf. Oh, no, no, no. You Those know, games are crazy. No. Guns Up is basically a strategy army game. Very fun on PlayStation and PC. It's free too. You should try it. It seems simple at first, but it requires so much skill. Yeah, you see, that? those are the type of games that just go straight over my head. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good night. Many beers from Mike. Amazing. Um, so so you're saying you, you dig the console better, but you've never really been involved in it? No, I've... I mean, I've, I know loads of friends who play games on computers and stuff, but, uh, and I started by playing games on computer, you know, like the, like the first game that I really like sat through and tried to complete from beginning to end on a computer was mm. Tomb Raider 2. Um, the, well, the second Tomb Raider game. Yeah, yeah. See, I never got into those games at all there. It's crazy. Yeah, but, and then yeah, I've got the, I've got the last one that came out, uh, Tomb Raider something, blah, 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 blah. But anyways, I still have to play that. And it's like two years old now. So yeah, I've had that for, for sure. ages and I haven't even touched it. But yeah, like uh, I really want to get the F1 2021 game that's that's released. I want to get that. And waiting for... Do you for, think I should buy it? Um, what? And then when Fifth, you come uh, here, we Formula play it together. Yes, of course. Is that is that a requirement now? Because I've got the F1 2020 game, so game but I haven't played it yet because it's only a demo. And somehow oh. I've got something against playing demos. Mm. Yeah. Dude, the game is so rad. I mean, like the career mode in Formula One is really cool. Like you start off as a rookie and you, you, have, you join like one of the lower teams. But you're not doing 72 laps, right? No, no, no. You can do like, you can set it to be a five lap race or 10 or 15 or 35 or a full 72 if you want Jeez. to. You can do the, you can do the whole weekend. You can do uh, practice, final practice, qualifying. one, two and three qualifying and the race. And you can do like the full thing. So you do the developing, you're learning the track, you're changing out. Yeah, I mean, I see there's stuff. the whole option of soft tires, hard tires, yeah, DRS, the whole stuff. dang shoot. No, you just go for like, yeah, just take the recommended take the recommended one and mm, go mm. you know it's rad but it's cool and and like if you do the if you do each practice and the qualifying you obviously you get, get experience points score, you get yeah you get experience points but then you also get like a uh, um, reputation and then halfway through the game you get offered a seat with a better team and then you could end up being with like ferrari or mercedes or whatever challenging for the championship you know and you can do like multiple seasons and stuff it's rad no, that, I mean, that sounds awesome, dude. Sounds wicked. That's cool. Dude, the worst is Ark. I love it, but hate it. Is this Ark survival? Uh, I'm assuming. I love it, and but hate it. You spend a thousand hours building a base and taming dinosaurs. 
The next morning, your tribe is wiped. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> Thank you. Come yeah. again. Um, I don't like but, those games. Yeah, no, I know. It's hectic. Games. I mean, for instance, like the whole Borderlands franchise that I just did with, with, with Josh, he was basically my guide right the way through. He would be like, okay, I mean, obviously everybody knows to follow the diamond for the next thing. But when it came to like Borderlands, especially it's like oh no no we don't have to do those missions right now let's do these side missions first because that's a main mission and this and that and the other where where would i have even thought to even follow that hmm. i mean it's it's crazy i mean i'm just not that way inclined in terms of what games are capable i like the crash pandicoots racing uh ufc fighting like in a mortal yeah. combat those kinds of games love love a bit of gta also very involved but mm -hmm. a little bit too involved for me if you know what i mean yeah uh i don't know i'm i'm my gaming type is pretty simple i mean the most strategy or you know kind of puzzly kind of game that i enjoy is tomb raider and that's about it shoot yeah, em ups are rad if that. you're doing multiplayer um racing is rad if you do it by yourself or multiplayer it's even better if you do multiplayer because then you're with your mates but if you're doing like a like a career mode for like a championship by yourself then that's rad as well because you you know you're setting yourself goals and you crash out you crash out and it's like shit i better you know do better next time and then like yeah. the manager comes and says you're underperforming and then it's like <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> that's right no no, but, no yeah. totally i get i get it i mean also like the tony hawk franchise when i got tony hawk one and two remastered that was fucking awesome dude yeah um, that's, that's love the that same show. thing you, you you work your way up to like uh tournaments and you know skating against like uh better skaters and you just have to keep like learning more it's like mortal Kombat. that's another game that's right yeah but these strategy games of having to build some cuck and spend time building a village and uh, fuck that shit man isn't dota one of those games card warzone on console uh, puke emoji oh, yeah because it's just too difficult because people just get wiped out left right and center you, you see that's those... what i mean like like call of duty and games like that that that's better on on a pc because you got you have more control of what you're doing but and you can also console you use those plugins controller. where you get fucking auto aim and shit like that yeah exactly but uh i don't really play those so whatever <laughs> yeah care. yeah but uh, it, it bothers me i mean like i've just downloaded call of duty 4 and josh was like dude just come play play with me and it's like there's nothing more frustrating than playing a death match where you die 30 times and you kill one person yeah, especially when you're playing as a noob against someone who plays forever. Exactly. I mean, like, I'm like, how do these blasted. people, do they sit like this in front of their TV? It like, must how be. Does, <laughs> huh? Must be. I mean, it's like, do you do you watch Pixels or the actual... Wreckfest is so lame. Uninstalled. Are you mad? That is so <laughs> much fun. Like, you see, that's where we're different. That's where we're different. I love Wreckfest. I played Wreckfest today. I finished, um, I got halfway through my career on Wreckfest on the weekend. Love that shit. Josh and I and Ruben, we play Wreckfest all the time. Well, we used to. We we just started again today. Yeah, oh, there we go. <laughs> yes. Wreckfest all the way. Um, I'm still shit at it. They, they still beat me, but it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah. But listen, so let's get to a little bit of news. Unfortunately, mm. 
you know, every now and again, we'll get some seriously bummer news. I mean, it seems to be coming thick and fast these days, um, mm -hmm. especially since last year. You know, every now and again, there'll be, you know, I mean, it's so weird. They are, the numbers are high. The numbers are sky high. But then you see, you hear of one person, one very influential person in our upbringings and the way we, we are uh, today be, because we were influenced by certain people. Um, Joey Jordison of Slipknot, founding member of Slipknot, and um, a number of other projects passed away uh, today at the age of 46. Super, super sad stuff. I know he suffered from a neurological condition that he seemed to have beaten at one stage but unfortunately as time went on um kind of obviously deteriorated but but thankfully passed away peacefully in his sleep um yeah. your thoughts dude well i i don't know if they if they revealed what actually uh he had him. a form of multiple uh sclerosis yeah, but they didn't they didn't say whether that was the cause or anything. Uh, I'm just checking to see. Uh, nothing yet. I mean, dude, it, it. I I remember back in the day, tuning shit about Joey Jordison purely because I thought he was sloppy. He was bloody good, but I thought he was like sloppy. But mm. then, when he was replaced with Jay, Jay Weinberg. Weinberg. Then I realized how much he actually brought to that band sound. He, it's like the Slipknot with him and with Jay Jordison are, are, to my ears, like two totally different bands, even when they play the same songs live. It's just like that little bit of energy, that little bit of, a, of power that he does. And even though mm. it, it's, it feels like more emotive and, and, and more confident, even though like he's sloppy my stance has been changed for a few years already but it's like you watch i mean you watch disaster pieces the dvd you watch that and then you watch stuff with jay weinberg it's like yes it's amazing man. yeah, yeah dude, it's guy. incredible he he was hugely influential i mean the one thing that i remember is just his speed and um i yeah. remember the first time i saw dis disaster pieces and i was like is this even humanly possible is this you know um just the speed and you know and also he not only you know his style but also his signature sound his very very high-pitched um snare drum sound you know yeah, he uses and, a 13 inch um, snare yeah exactly um he he really along with slipknot really changed the way that kind of um music genre was was received and all that kind of stuff you know obviously you get the good with the bad but it was mostly good i mean i can't tell you how many people on my on social media today were like you know huge influence i mean i'm in that age gap so are you where mm. that those were our heydays dude mm. and um, yeah, it's man. very sad to you know i mean also that the you know age fine but when it's too you know too soon and it's something like ms or cancer and and all that jazz it's it's seriously seriously um sad and unfortunate but i guess that's the way life goes eh? he will yeah, definitely be remembered and and he is definitely a hall of famer so to speak yeah i mean it it hits a little bit harder for me as well because my my cousin she has ms 
you know, so, and uh, she's my age, 42, going on 43. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, a few times she had to go to hospital and things like that, where she would just almost be almost paralyzed in a way. Mm. And it's always a scare and it sucks. And seeing someone that had, I don't Someone's know if go, it was a form of like that. I miss me. I must be. It must be insane. Yeah, I mean, Joey Jordison had a form of multiple sclerosis. Uh, I don't think he had MS. Like no, he didn't. No, I just I said a form of MS. I, yeah. I didn't refer to it as that. But even though it's yeah. like even even that, I mean, it just just makes me think of my cousin, which kind of sucks. But uh, I mean, she's been doing well for the last couple of years. She hasn't had any uh, episodes or anything like that. So holding thumbs. But yeah, yeah for I sure. That, I mean, like, you, oh. the, everybody gets different kinds of levels and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely strength to your cousin, man. I mean, that's it's um it's insane um acute traverse trans uh, acute transverse myelitis so basically what it is it's it's a rare neurological condition in which the spinal cord is inflamed transverse yeah. implies that the inflammation extends horizontally across the spinal cord partial transverse myelitis and partial myelitis are terms sometimes used to specify inflammation that only affects part of the width of the spinal cord. And it affects like your autonomic nervous system that can lead to episode of high blood pressure, um, damage to nerve fibers, loss of myelin, it, the list goes on. So basically it's yeah. inflammation in your spinal cord that causes a bunch of issues across mm. the board. So it's, I mean, it doesn't sound... Um, like a, a fun time but it seemed at one time he um remember when he came he got the golden gods award and then he came and gave his speech and he was like i lost my legs but i i was determined to get back but then obviously i mean i can only assume that it got worse thereafter so thoughts yeah. and prayers are with the anybody who who you know um supported joe jordison and followed him and his family and and all that kind of jazz very sad but he has uh definitely etched his name in history you do you remember the download festival with metallica when lars fell sick and they got joey to play. fill in yeah they got a bunch of drummers to fill in there was dave lombardo played some other guy played and joey jordison was going to play also like four songs and he went on third he just stayed on. He finished the entire set. <laughs> he wasn't it's supposed amazing. to, but he just did. He goes like, I'm playing now. I know everything I'm playing. And he played the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember watching a few songs where he was on drums. And you know what the funny thing is? I mean, not to detract from the legend that is Joe Jordison is that it's so weird when you, when you hear a band and you hear specifically like a Metallica, we all know Lars Ulrich's style and the way he, it just even his kit sounds different like when you heard yeah. joey playing with metallica it just didn't quite sound the same no yeah no, it's a it's the, it's the john bonham scenario yeah it's it's like uh i can't remember who it was i think i think it was uh it was jason bonham it was his son wasn't it no no uh, vinnie apache apiche whatever his name is he said that there was there was like there was a recording studio and there was just some weird shitty drum kits in there and then john bottom played and it sounded like his drums just by the way he hit it you know it's just like how you play it, it 
but I think it's also it's also the style that brings out the sound, you know, like how you strike a drum, you can get your own sound out of the same drum and multiple people will make it sound different. It'll never be the same. No, totally. But yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, unfortunate, special character. He definitely was, he was definitely the guy that gave Slipknot the, the beef in that meat sandwich. Definitely. Yeah, I know for sure. So all hail. Joey Jordison, number one. Number one. Yeah, number one. Um, our Literally hearts are with one. you and your family in this difficult yeah. time. Um, the the it is a loss that has definitely been felt right around the world. So yeah. all all hail Joey Jordison. Um thanks for thanks for the music. Um shit Speaking man, I feel music. bummed out now, dude. Like uh, uh, there was another there was another loss that that was recent and i just can't remember what it was um but you know it's just it's crazy there's there's been a lot of it lately which is which is quite crazy but uh yeah so dude um on to a more positive note what's that no no the the um save our stages thing okay yes yeah that also on a more positive note look let's let's just quickly introduced the segment in the sense that i had no internet for the entire weekend i was so Mm -hmm. amped for save your stages i managed to catch mark stent in the morning and then my whole internet cut out um the whole of the southern suburbs surrounding ronnebosch and claremont newlands was all down um on on rsa website so um i had no internet thank goodness i had dstv you know, that's the one thing. I was like, why do I pay so much to have DSTV? It's times like that where it's important. I've got a satellite and the internet has mm. absolutely fuck all to do with it. And I get to to watch at least some sport, some, you know, some home network or something to that effect. Some cool documentary. But yeah, it, it's weird how internet has become such a important commodity in people's lives. Um and it's crazy, man. It's just like I was doing my head in. I was doing my head in, dude. It was yeah. the most. I lost thing. the entire day of work yesterday because of like no internet. Because you can't do shit. You can't upload. You can't, you know, get your emails or whatever. I mean, I, I had a, a dongle, uh, you know, load shit and kind of like took a little bit of a backseat after a while. Mm. And then I was like, I don't need that thing because it's costing me a you know, so much per month just to have the thing. And I was never using it. So I was getting these bills every month. And I was like, what's the point of paying it if I'm never using it? So now I don't have it. Um, mm. But yeah, so it's super frustrating not having that available, but it is what it is. Um, but what was I going to say? The save your stages. Hopefully there is a place where we can watch it back. Because I obviously yeah. in, during the week have not haven't had an opportunity to watch it back. Did you check it out? I know our guys at um, Alive at Midnight, friends of the show, were yeah. were were getting involved. I saw all their backstage um, and and uh, um, content that they uploaded to their Instagram and Facebook profiles. But uh, other than that, I didn't get to see the show. So tell me more about it. Well, I I also missed most of it, but I did catch up. Um, the post stream stuff, which is on YouTube. Oh, is it really? Um, Sweet. Yeah. It's, it's still on, uh, as far as I know, I haven't checked recently, but it was still on YouTube. Cause like, uh, I managed to log on and, and watch on Saturday, 
I saw uh, Martin Rocker playing live. And then I went back to go check uh, Alive at Midnight because the VOL guys were like mm -hmm. saying, hey, Migs, how, how did it go? No one watched it. And Jonathan said at the time there was like 34 people watching. <laughs> but um, and I checked out the first day. I mean, it was it was cool. I I just don't know how much money was raised. Um, you you know, know, it would be interesting me, to see how much money it's was more raised. The, it's more the effort and the concept that matters at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I obviously... If if they made money, amazing. The initiative for me is is the most important. Remember, I was yeah. saying on the last episode that I feel like rather disconnected. I only mm. heard about that on Thursday evening. I and, heard about Thursday evening too, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's on Saturday!" But this lineup is huge. There's Mark Stent. That guy's got a big following. There's a number of others. Uh, Prime Circle ended the ended the thing off. Mm -hmm. How on earth I'm on I'm on social media a fair amount on a day to check up what's up. How on earth did I not see that? Is it me? I don't think it was. I don't think it was uh, marketed properly because we only found out when Carolyn was was thumbing through Instagram and saw a story from Francois van Kirk saying something mm -hmm. about it. That was, yeah. and we were like, "What? What's this?" And then we. And then that's how we found out about it. She didn't see any posts, no paid for posts that are in your thread. Nothing. It was you just heard it from other musicians. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear about it at all. Um, but glad that I. I wa look. I wouldn't have been able to watch it regardless because I was at home yeah. and I had no internet. But luckily, <laughs> I've got lots of time after this episode that we can recap it um, because I'll watch. I'll watch. I'll watch it post because apparently it's available, which is great, but a great yeah. initiative. Nonetheless, dude, I mean, I saw the stage, I saw photos of the rigs and, and all that kind of jazz. And if mm -hmm. it went off without hitch, that's, that's, a, that's amazing. And I hope they do more because I, you know, in the greater scheme of things, do we see things improving to a point where there is enough attendance at a venue for artists to make a living no okay so that out of the way julian emden says i only saw a live at midnight hyping it exactly i mean that's the, the only way i find out about it so first of all kudos to a live at midnight i don't even know what you guys are talking about what is this i mean yeah like you know i, I don't i listen let's not get uh too ahead of ourselves but um yeah i just maybe it's you know when you've got so many friends or you know you get a your certain friends on facebook maybe you only get the new additions that you know it's the algorithms people can't trust the algorithms isn't that another thing that we can talk about is that you know you can't just trust a, a facebook post to reach multiple people it has to be more than just a Facebook post, dude. It has yeah. to be. Well, that's yeah, another it, thing. It's like, I don't, I don't know what they did with marketing, but as you can see by Ramon, it was poorly marketed. And technically, Ramon, is, his social media profiles filled with music, so he should be able to see that shit, you know? But so is mine. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. So I reckon that their marketing plan was the same as... as uh, play this show and 
or this contest or this battle of the bands and you win by the amount of tickets you sell. So it's like relying on the people playing to push the thing. Okay, wait. That's I don't what want I to think speculate happened. because it really is a good initiative. Okay. It is a good let's, initiative. Let's pull ourselves in quickly. We're not trying to. In. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely understand. It's just I'm a little bit perplexed because I'm on f social media and I have enough. I follow Prime Circle. I follow all these people. I didn't see. I only saw all the stuff after the fact. The only pre-fact was live at midnight but mm. we we digress like heavily it's a seriously rad initiative so i think what we should do is the next between now and next episode once again subscribe to pop jesus like the video hit us up in your comments in the, in our comments um also guys in the live chat hit us up in the live chat i mean in the in the comments if you're in the in the live chat Hit us in the comments and and uh, um, just just troll us in the comments because that's what helps us in the in the uh, dude I'm online all the time yeah but just in terms of the 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 guys in the in in the chat now troll us in the comments because that helps the algorithm um, also another thing to just to quickly while we're doing plugs is uh, we have finally updated every single episode on the audio platforms. Check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. If there is an opportunity, whatever platform that you are listening to, hit us up in the review. Give us a good review because that also helps in the algorithms in terms of the audio podcast. I guarantee you and I promise you from now on, we will be uploading the audio podcasts more regularly, as regularly as we do the video podcasts. Because I know some people just like to listen to the stuff in their car. So if you're listening audio now, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, don't forget to hit a five-star review. And uh, so back to what we were saying, Art. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one one can't rely on on a single post. It's got to be different. Like that's why I've also thought. You know, we we talk about a lot of UFC and and a lot of sports. Maybe what I thought is to to try and get more people to the pod to the pod uh, to do some IG lives just after the uh, thing, you know. Maybe get you on an IG live so we can invite people on and we can have a full on discussion about it. Yeah. To, as an extra. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Yeah, for sure. I think so. But and that means you need, people that means you would need to involved. get uh, Instagram, bruh. <sighs> good dude we could do we can do the same thing we can recap the ep the 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 shows and we can still our opinions can change by the time we record the episode but we will do like hey do you keen for a quick ig live post ufc post rugby post um mm -hmm. gig post anything let's go up and and review it straight away anyway yeah, sounds cool yeah anyway so in terms of save your stages really dig it so the next um the next uh uh episode we need to what can't seem to comment he says he can't comment because it's live yeah we meant afterwards oh yeah <laughs> afterwards please guys if you up in the comments and commenting hard please just leave a little review of how the show was for you um or ask a question for the next episode we really need to flood those comments uh because yeah, go back to the previous episodes and comment bomb yeah and like and and all that kind of stuff and also guys remember to share the stuff 
Um, I'm really going to start pushing that a bit, bit more. I don't know if you guys noticed in the beginning of the show, we cut out the whole intro. We go straight from the stream's going to start to starting the episode. And we're going to throw the, the, you know, the plugs of, of encouraging you guys to comment and all that kind of stuff because that really helps us out. Um, I think I've overemphasized myself now so we can move on to the next uh, segment, which um, I think we've got, let's just talk about the sports for a bit. Yay, sports. All right, so this is the sports update for this week. What we're going to do is we're going to keep it nice and short, concise, because there's been so much sport over this weekend that we can't actually cover it all because it's just been ridiculous. So the first thing I'm going to start with is that Springboks lost to the British and Irish Lions in a very lackluster performance where I'm very un unhappy about it. I'm hoping that they're going to come back and win the next two to win the series. Other than that, very unattractive rugby, um, very disappointing to see the way things have been turning out. There's been Twitter wars between Warren Gatlin, Rusty Erasmus and the board and TMOs and all that kind of shit. Just really badly run competition that is that is uh, rubbing me up the wrong way. So let's hope there's going to be some attractive rugby next week. But that's it from the rugby point of view because I'm not interested. In terms of the... Uh, uh, <laughs> do you like that? I love you. <laughs> you like that. So in terms of the rugby sevens, the Blitzbocker couldn't even uh, get a podium at the Olympics. Fiji just beat New Zealand in, in the final to get the gold, gold medal. Obviously, Fiji got the, the, the silver. And out of all teams, Argentina got the bronze, then the uh, Great Britain, and then only in fifth place, place South Africa. So wow. uh, it seems our rugby is in a little spot to bother. Remember the the, the Blitzbacher won 2017, 18, 19. Uh, I'm not sure what they did in the 20 season, but um, very disappointing to see us not even get a bronze medal uh, for, for for the country. So Well, uh, you got to ask, like, how much of a priority does South African rugby put on the Olympics? I mean, what does it actually get them? It's not, it's not about the Olympics. It's about sevens rugby's. There's an HSBC oh, the sevens. sevens tour. Olympics. Sevens, um, yeah. Okay, that's a different story. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, look, it is what it is. Then the next news uh, from from the Olympics is USA basketball lost to France in the opener. Um, completely dominated. It seems as though, you know, uh, the USA were always put under pressure because of the dream team. Remember the dream team? Michael Jordan, um, Patrick oh, Ewing, you uh, Charles Barkley, um larry bird magic johnson um and the list goes on with the, with the people in the dream team scotty pippen and oh. where they just dominated the rest of the world and now in 2020 or 2021 tokyo 2020 that's why i i i say that year because nobody yeah. wants to remember that that year i don't know why they wanted to carry it on i know because it's every four years but yeah. um my goodness usa Starting five scored 47 points the entire match against France. Luka Doncic, who brought Slovenia to the Olympics for the first time in their history, a population of 2 million people. How many people does the United States have as a population? How many people do we have? How many people do, do the UK have? Any other country you can think of, but Slovenia that has 2 million people scored 48 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, and two blocks in his opening game for Slovenia 
and crushed it. That guy's that guy's is something special, man. I remember you telling me to check out clips of him, and then I just messaged you back. It's like this guy is from another world. It's amazing. I'm getting a Funko Pop, and I'm gonna put him right there. Oh, he, he's got a Funko Pop of him already. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That he's he's be. the most he's the second most selling jersey in the NBA right now, behind LeBron James. To answer your question, America's population is three hundred and twenty-eight point two million, and Luka Doncic. Scored 48 points, which is one point more than every superstar on that team in the starting five. Insane. That's nuts. So, dude. Guys, something special. I, I, don't, I don't know shit. I've only been following basketball for the last two years. What happens if he single-handedly gets Slovenia some sort of medal? And just Fuck. eats every team apart solo and just uses the rest of his team as role players. Be insane. That would basically mean that up. he coached every team, I mean, every person himself. Or like he, he basically, because that's, that's what the, the stars do. They, they find out a system that works for them. Mm. So Steven insane. Really, really exciting team. stuff to, 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 to check. And, and for the show, what I actually did is I, if anybody's interested to see this guy play, um, USA, it's on Saturday. Saturday, the 31st of July. Australia playing Germany at 10.20. That's going to be a fun game because there's a lot of great uh, South African basketball players. And then at 2 o'clock is USA versus the Czech Republic. And then on Sunday, I think it's Sunday. Yeah, at 20 past... Uh, 10 in the morning South African time Spain who is a very good uh, basketball team are playing Slovenia with Luka Doncic at the helm so that's going to be awesome who knows we yeah. might record on Sunday we maybe you know who knows we, we can do a live reaction or something to that effect but um, yeah so that's great so that's the Olympics the next big big thing from the Olympics that I found is Simone Biles is a very, very world-renowned, they call her the GOAT, the greatest of all time in terms of USA Olympics. Um, big story, huge story, no injury, no nothing. She pulled out of the women's final due to, uh, she, she, she called it, I'm pulling out to look after her own mental health. Really? Uh, exactly. So, so the, I know it's a mental health is a very serious thing. I do not, um, I'm not, uh, what do you call it? Belittling the reason. I just want this to be an open discussion. You're a multiple time Olympian. You've been flown out to Tokyo to be the captain of your team, essentially, because she's the most experienced of the lot. And in the final, after one rotation, she pulls out and says it's mental. What are you? What are your thoughts, dude? I mean, being a captain going to the final, it must be pretty stressful. I mean, also like, but what there's kind nothing of extra pressure being put on. Physically wrong with you? Oh, it's, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, so it doesn't you, have to be. Because I mean, there's. I mean, I I follow a lot of fighters and and stuff, and she's she's had a lot of hate of of like, a lot of people are saying. Well, you knew you weren't going to win, so you would save face. No, that's bullshit. You no. know, 
I'm just no, I'm bullshit. quoting once again, quoting yeah. the other side. What they're saying is bullshit. No, man. Uh, dude, I mean, if I was so it's a, it's a captain, legit thing. Like, if you're not mentally ready to do it, you don't do it. But you've yeah. been training your whole life for it for the Olympics, big moment. Dude, sometimes you just freak out, man. Mm. You just freak out and just want to like you know get away from there because you're just like either in a in a panic state. You know, uh, maybe you feel like you got there by luck and, and now you're feeling the pressure because like, shit, I didn't expect to get to the finals. Now I'm in the finals. Like, what the hell? Now I've got mm. all this pressure on me to win. I mean, it takes doesn't take much to crack somebody. Yeah, look, or, I mean, also Olympians like feel like they've got a whole country on their shoulder as well. So yeah, the pressure must be immense. But yeah, also, exactly. I mean, the fact that she's a multiple medalist already probably is even there. They're probably just... I think the problem is that everybody expected it to repeat. Yeah. Or something to that effect. But I mean, I just find it interesting that you train your whole life, you go, you've, you've done it before. So you've got the experience. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to, to crunch time, you withdraw. And I just, mm. I just find it a, a bit strange, but I understand some people do really struggle with mental health. Yeah, I mean, what if, what if, I mean, was, was she captain previous times? Was this I, the listen, first time? I, I didn't say, I, I didn't mean captain as like, I know she's the captain, but I know she's one of the more experienced gymnasts mm. in the team. Jeez, man. Yeah, it just, it know. was an interesting one. I just saw it in the headlines and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really have an opinion on it. Just yeah. wanted to know your thoughts. I, I know and it I can, have it read can attack sides. out of anywhere. It can attack out of anywhere. Yeah. You can you can be feeling that pressure for years and then it just takes like one thing and then all of a sudden you're in a panic state. I mean, they make movies about it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know. So quickly and the, then, yeah, yeah, carry on. No, the other the other Olympic thing was the Norwegian uh, handball. The yeah, the Norwegian female handball team that refused to wear bikini bottoms and they went with uh, cycling shorts and they were fined and then pink goes, I'll pay your fine. I thought yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, although I, I heard it's not, it wasn't the most immense fine, but it's also like, come on, man. I mean, it's we love principle. the bikinis, but, it, you know, it's not really that necessary. I, I reckon but, I mean, those the, bikinis the cycling are shorts. Tiny. Have you seen those those tiny bikini shorts that they, that they wear, bro? I think there was. Of course, I've seen was, the, what the bikinis look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, bro? Of course it is. Um, but like, was, surely, uh, surely the shorts are better for, you know, preventing sand in your vagina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It it's protects the V, bro. Um, <laughs> but what what I was gonna say is is that um, it's so crazy that they were fine. That's just absolutely ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's the, I mean, also there are some teams that would be like, oh, we can make them smaller. <laughs> um, it's just crazy. I mean, I've I've always looked at the volleyball. I was like, is that like, is that totally, uh, you know, is that is that the required? attire i know firsthand how mental health can change a strong person and break them i think it's totally understandable mm. amen bro uh totally yeah. agree totally exactly. agree 100 exactly. percent. well great we, we've got everybody on the same page yeah i like it i yeah. like it um, yeah dude i mean you, you, you can crack at any time you don't know when yeah for really. sure um, i mean like fuck I, I think back when i came back from uk 2004 i had no work and then I was doing maintenance at Mercury. And then I was doing lights, the lighting at Mercury in the evenings. Mm. And then uh, then I was also working at the um, 
practice studio that they set up before became Kill City. Mm-hmm. So I was working at the practice studio, maintenance and lights at Mercury. And then I got a job where I was coloring comic books. And basically uh, for three or four months, I was running on six hours sleep a, a week for like a couple of months. I got to Mercury the one day and I was like fucking knackered. I didn't sleep the whole night. I just finished sending off the comic page and then I got mm-hmm. there and then Kevin Winder's going, cool, we're going to do this. And I just went like, just to prep myself, I was like, ah, okay. And then he went like, well, if you're going to be like that, then what are you even doing here? You know, Who's he thought Kevin I was Winder? being, yeah, he thought I was being a bit, um, you know, like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, but I was just like, going, oh, this is a loss. I was like amping myself, you know, and then he said that and I totally cracked. And then he, he, he said like, shit, what's going on? It's like, dude, I haven't stepped. I've been doing this, been doing that. I've been working and his eyes like shot up. He was like, okay, fuck, go to the bar, get a Red Bull, lie down on the couch, go home. And if you want to come back, <laughs> lie down on the couch after a Red Bull, I think you got that the wrong way around. Yeah, but he, he gave me a Red Bull. He says, just, just lie down, relax, calm down. Because I was like shaking. My nose started bleeding. Oh fuck. And then like, uh, he, he was like, I didn't know you were putting yourself through that. Crazy. It took like, it took four months for me to even get to that point. Up to that point, I was like, fine. And then that, that sentence, then I just went, Tush. crazy. And I just dude. went fucking nuts. So yeah, Hectic. totally understandable. Wow, dude. I didn't know that. Well, fuck, I'm glad you got through that. And you know, I mean, everybody has, I mean, I've got my own little issues that I deal with and, and all that jazz, but nothing, nothing like too serious. But um, last last thing on the sports is we've got the Hungarian Grand Prix this weekend. Looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting, um, especially after the last thing. And then UFC, I've not not a big card coming up this weekend. Uri Hall versus the uh, Sean Strickland is going to be an amazing fight. TJ Dillashaw. There was lots to talk about from the TJ thing. Maybe we can do that on IG Live or something. You know what? It's also it's Wednesday. People have forgotten about that shit already. People have mm-hmm. moved on. But uh, I, I, I did watch the Sandhagen and Dillashaw match, and um, I thought Corey yeah. won. You think Sandhagen won? I think Sandhagen won for sure. I More watched, damage. I watched, yeah, I watched it. I was like, I was almost putting like marks, like as they were playing. I was like, I was actually writing notes for each for each round. I heard and it I was great. Like, yeah, he's he was. Uh, Dillashaw was on top here. Uh, Sandhagen was like, uh, looked like he was a bit struggling. And then the next one is like, Sandhagen felt like he was getting on top, finding his rhythm. And Dillashaw looked like he was like a misstepping and then Mm -hmm. pushing Sandhagen into the cage to try and get some leverage or even to try and catch his breath back. And then it was going like a swing and like a back and forth kind of thing. But it was in round four and round five that I was like, I actually, I actually don't know who's actually on top because of my inexperience mm, watching mm. it. And then I, and I was looking at it. Didn't, I was like, didn't even that make though, it exciting for you though? It made it exciting, but it was more like, it was more like, um, just trying to, f- I was, what I was doing is watching how the other person was attacking or defending and trying to pick out why they were attacking or defending in that way. And, and whenever Dillashaw had a chance, he put Sandhagen in, in the against in the fence. The, against the fence. And mm-hmm. he was either trying to elbow him or trying to run the clock out a bit. Also hitting the knee. Like. He was just kneeing the legs the whole time as well. Yeah. Just like hugging from behind. But the thing that got me thinking that Sandhagen was on top was that flying knee that he gave him out of nowhere. 
That what about that chick le- left hook that created that massive cut in the second round? Yeah, yeah, the second round, yeah, that one. But then, like the the fifth round, I, I felt I thought it was pretty even. So that when I saw that they gave it to Dillashaw, I was like, I can see why they gave it to him because I was thinking that he could be in that line. But then I watched a few people breaking down the match yes. round by round, and then they said like uh, San Hagen was the clear winner. And I watched you, a bunch. Right. I watched a bunch of those. And I and someone I can't remember who it was who said the most perfect description of that fight. Corey mm. Sandanger won the fight and TJ won the sport. Because I'm not sure I quite understand the meaning okay, behind that. So let me explain. TJ was by far the worst of fighter in terms of damage. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Actually, that's the first time I heard that story. That was a hectic story, Julian. <laughs> Jesus, Art. Like, spring that on me live on YouTube. Holy shit. <laughs> no, no, but fully, bro. Um, I'm glad that, that you managed to get through that. And you, you haven't experienced that again, right? Uh, a few times, but not at that level. That was pretty much the worst time of my life. Yeah. I mean, what, what they all say the best thing to do is breathe. Yeah deep breaths yeah. um but yeah basically yeah. more damage uh-huh. all that kind of stuff but in terms of striking aggression octagon control which are the criteria striking grappling aggression octagon control where tj kind of mixed it all up but he in terms of the fight that. he came off worse off TJ, I think he tries to mix up too much. He's always changing his stance. He's going from like, you know, right hand to Remember, you called him the praying mantis. Yeah, the praying mantis, because he's doing this kind of thing. And then like that. Level changing. He's trying to to feint him, trying to say, I'm going to go up high. I'm going to go down low, et cetera, et cetera. Decoys. Yeah, yeah, setting up up his attacks. And that's that's when I said like San Hagen was like uh, struggling in the first because he was trying to figure him out. And then he was, it was almost like the first two rounds San Hagen was like, okay, where, when he does that, where's his weak spot? When he does that, where's his weak spot? But whenever he tried to go in, he got pinned against the fence Yeah. or he managed to, because he did the flying kick a few times. He tried it a few times, but he nailed it. But he ended up in also... A number of times he ended up in a very bad position as a result thereof. Yes. He also tried yes, to many spinny, spinny kicks and stuff yeah, and way landed too many. up on his head. And he yeah, made mistakes that lost him the fight as opposed to TJ winning, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but that's why and, I said when, when I watched the match just like on my own, I would have said Dillashaw was the right winner. Yeah. But Look, then when I watched there's the no breakdown, argument. Was like, uh, there's no argument that that can prove you wrong um that's the way the the fight goes that's the way it is that's the way the judging works um you are not wrong by saying tj won from your perspective absolutely not and uh the other way is the same argument because that's unfortunately the nature of the beast San Hagen was, he thought he won it because when they were calling it, he was I like, I thought he won really it. going like, yes, yes, I got this, I got this. And then like, he goes, TJ, he's like, what? <laughs> I had him winning round one, two, and five. Is it? So I, basically I, I, he lost. And for judges as well, that's the yeah. round three and four are, are wild card moments in the fight because they're always telling moments. So if the fight, 
shifts at, in the third and the fourth round, judges take heed of that. But then they fail to consider. I mean, it's so weird. It's, it's such a fucked up um, scoring system. A lot of people um, in terms of fighters are being screwed out of so much money due to cuck decisions. Because, I mean, there were other um, fights on that card. Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber for one. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly what you said now. Happened Miranda there. Maverick like, won that like fight, dude. Hands the down. Third, the third round was where like, they were trying Macy to... Macy Barber turned it around, but that was the only yeah. round she won in the entire match. And, and she then, won, you got, then you've got Kyla Phillips versus um, Julian Paiva, where the first round was clearly a 10-8, which means the fight sh essentially should have been a draw because Paiva won the last two rounds, but the first round wasn't even close. The guy could not even get up off the canvas at the bell. So that's clearly a dominant 10-8 round. So 10-8, 10-9, 10-9. 28 28 end of story listen we died we 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 yeah. delving too much because that irritates me because these people are losing a lot of money anyway i can't do it in i live in south africa they're in las vegas i have no uh no impact um mm. it's just frustrating anyway so that's it for the sports what my friend has been raging you this week this is outrageous <laughs> Damn, I hate it. <laughs> okay. What is outrageous this week? Number oh, man. Okay. 51. 51. Ah, ah, okay. This this is a good one. This might okay. this might stir some debate. Lyrics with all the things and in my head in it. In my head. No, I don't. No, that's uh in your head well, just in reason. my head like lyrics songs in that have the head. lyrics in my in head my or head. all the things you know it's like it's very, it sounds very punk rock all the things that you said all you the are things. still so in my just head a very, it's a very pedestrian um phrase all the it's, things in my head because it's, all, it's so generic the well, first song like I wrote about. A, it's starting a song with I. And when I was writing music, I didn't want to start a song with I as in referring <laughs> to me. So that was I like, wrote no, one let's song. Leave the songwriting to somebody else. <laughs> I wrote I one song. Terrible. And the lyrics I had in my head and all the things that you said, I had those in my lyrics. But that was the first song I ever wrote. Yeah. So when you hear bands on their fifth album and they're still doing that, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's sometimes if you're trying to tell a story, it has to work. But it's very pedestrian and cliche, I would say. But there are some bangers that probably would you would be able to get out, get away with it. With probably the first those. songs that ever did that. <laughs> so all the things, not all the small things, because it sounds like you're taking things. a jab at Blink-182 because it's like every Blink-182 song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just want to, in my ad, there isn't. <laughs> in my ad. In uh, my ad. All the things, not all the small things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I feel like I feel you is a worse lyric. That's also yeah, a Depeche Mode even... lyric. That they, get, they get a pass. Yeah. I feel you. Oh, but dude, 
besides the 51 and the stupid lyrics, I did mm. have actually something that raged me hard this week. Okay, tell me. Super hard. That my the lawyers that are on nose breathers, on the, the ones that don't have their masks over their nose. That's one. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Okay, second one. But mm -hmm. the, the the lawyers that are doing my part of the deal, they said, "Can you sign these two pages that the bank had to update the figures? Mm -hmm. So just print it out and sign it." And I'm like, "I don't have a printer. I have to go to a shop to print it and then sign it and scan it and send it." So I was like. Okay, fine. So I go to this, I go find a print shop and I'm hustling because I'm still working and the internet's down. So I'm trying to do as much as I can, you know? So like, mm -hmm. I don't know when it's going to come back. So I go to the shop, print it, scan it, send it through or sign it, send it through. And then she sends an email. It's like, can you sign it again? There was an error on it. So I'm like, what? Bullshit. So I was like looking at the two and I phoned them. It's like, where's the difference? It's like, ah, oh, there was just one misspelling. And I went, and then I went to do it and I sent back a letter. I'm going like, Basically, I shat them from a fucking height because I was like, it's from like, dizzy I, I have to go out to a shop to print this stuff because I don't have a printer. I'm running on no internet at the moment, so I prefer it. Or please make sure that you send the correct documents next time yeah. because you're, it's a high inconvenience. I was like, I was, I was Carolyn. I was swearing, throwing keys around. I was <laughs> fucked off. It's like, Amazing. I'm paying you guys like 60 grand and you can't even get like one email right. Fucking hell. Yeah, bro. Jeez. That's, uh, it is what it is. Eh? Sometimes you deal with uh, people that work at their own pace. You know what I'm saying? Check. Yeah, it this is, is another is. thing. Why didn't, Why didn't you, you sign a digital? Okay. I asked them that WWE. many times yeah. if I could sign digitally. And they said that um, the banks won't accept digitally signed documents and it has to be signed by hand and I have to scan it. The only Look, way that it was that. digitally signed was when I went to them to sign the transfer order uh, on the on behalf of me that they're gonna, you know, uh, do it on my behalf. That it was through their system, that through their automated system, I had to like sign in every point, mm -hmm. and then they sign and stuff. But when it comes to this shit, I have to print them out, fill up by hand, scan it, and send it back. Otherwise, the banks won't accept anything. Yeah, it's a very it's archaic. Ridiculous. It's very archaic. I mean. Think about the whole um, fingerprint technology you have to unlock your phone. Surely something like that would be able to suffice in this day and age. Who knows? I mean, you've got Apple Pay nowadays. You've got all these weird and wonderful, you know, versions of payments and stuff. But yet you can't sign something uh, electronic, you know. Just, Just fake, fake it. it. I, I use Photoshop. Photoshop. Hack the system. Yeah, that's my boy. I, awesome. I don't want to do that. I mean, like, yeah. dude, Ramon, this place isn't like a, a freestanding house. It's like a sexual place. It's what I can <laughs> afford at the moment. But like, I don't want to lose it. I've gone through so much already. I don't want to yeah. lose it because I faked a fucking document. Totally, dude. Totally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, dude, that's a definite uh, uh, interesting rage. Uh, inter interesting rage this week. The the I feel you and in my head. Oh, not I feel you in my head and all the things. All the things, yeah. Because it's it's yeah. like you hear all these songs, it's always like you know, it's like things all that the things you say about are in, in my, my head. head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's shit. brilliant. Uh, uh, listen, it's, it's listen, cheap. it's better than the Ford chord theory that you brought that you brought up last week. But, oh uh, yes. What did yeah. I call it? I gave it a really funny name. What did you call uh, it, Joe? I can't remember. Anyway. I gave it a, a really demeaning name for the four chord progression. 
<laughs> no, you called it the F1 Palava and then the four chord something. Ah, oh, shit. I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. It's been a fun show, dude. You know, um, let's just recap the fact that we were going to start doing pre-recorded shows this week and then we got so frustrated yesterday and today trying to do a pre-recorded show and we were like, no, we know the live. It works. It works for us. So if anybody experienced any sort of technical difficulties on their side from our side please let us know because i don't know i just get some sort of i get more of an energy when i know people are watching and, and i know that they are commenting and and interacting with us so this is the way it's going to be we're going to clean it up and all that kind of stuff and 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 upload it as a a, a full episode um we'll still figure out the the you know the logistics with all that kind of stuff but uh, why do I always snack when I watch a show? There's something subliminal going. Well, I'm hungry as fuck. So, yeah, I'm going to go eat after this. But, guys, anybody who's, in, who's still in the chat, please spam us in the comments when the once the video is up because apparently that's what helps us on YouTube get seen by more people. So, like the video, subscribe uh, if you haven't already. But more importantly, spam the likes, spam the comments. We want to hear from you. The more comments that we get from the previous show, the more that we get to talk about in the next show because we're going to go back to the previous comments and we're going to comment on that. But more importantly, stay tuning in. We love you. We love having you. We want to grow this podcast. Send it to a friend. There's nothing more I can say, but we're not stopping. Uh, we're going to try and make things better from every every show. Um, but I like the live vibes, baby. You're not going to get rid of us that easy. Um, anything from you, Art? Any parting words? No, but there's just finishing off the comments here. You sponsored McDonald's, right? What is that? Because of my big yellow t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my third stereo stumpy. Oh my God. That's crazy. Someone's going to be on the toilet in some at some stage. I have a technical. Two difficult uh, technical difficulty. There are two guys on my screen. Yes, that's the kind of kind of technical difficulty we want. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. Could for have been two in. balls. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, four balls. Um, but uh, <laughs> guys, this has been a great episode. Uh, another pop up episode. It's not going to be every Thursday. We're going to let you guys know when we come um, on to the live episodes or. Because we, we're going to shift them around whenever we're available, whenever we feel like it. You know, on a Tuesday, I might be like, hey, Art, dude, I'm feeling funky. Let's record an episode. Um, we're going to take, basically, going forward, we're going to take advantage of the energy. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's been a great episode. Thanks for bearing with us right up until now. If you're watching right now, we love you extra. Um, till then. This has been a great episode. It's Papa G's House, episode 95. Same time, same place next week. Well, maybe not. Till then, we say peace. Yeah, that's where we're going.